Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Shift. Sorry the episode's late this week. Um, I just was so busy. I had it recorded and everything. But uh, I just didn't have a chance to get to do this part, the introduction, which I needed to do because we did it over Zoom. Um, but before I tell you about this week's episode, I want to let you know that A... I agreed to do a studio so for the podcast, so that'll be really exciting. Um, it's with this guy called Pachima, and he works with a lot of comedians. So in January, I think January 9th will be my first episode there. So that means I'll be able to have video to put on the YouTube, so I'll be able to watch some of this. Uh, I'll still uh, put the full video on Patreon as usual. So won't not a lot will change for the Patreons other than they're going to get a much better visual. <laughs> And I feel like the audio will probably be better as well because I try my best, but I think I need a professional. So that's really exciting. Um, so that'll be in January. And then the other thing is I'll be back um, over the Christmas or the holidays, whatever you like to call it, um, for just to see my family. But also I'm going to be doing shows. So I'll be in Whelan's on the 27th at 8 p.m. I'll put the ticket link here in the description. It's also on my Instagram in my link tree. Uh, but yeah, get your tickets as soon as possible. I would love to see you. And Tori Piskin and Leland Long, <laughs> obviously Leland's my boyfriend, um, they'll be opening them for me. So it'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, I'll also be at Crack Den on the 3rd of January. Um, so that's Damien Clark's comedy club. So it'll be really exciting. I absolutely love Damien. He's such a great comedian. So I'm just, yeah, really excited. And Leland will be on that as well. He'll be opening as well. So please come to either and yeah um get your tickets as soon as possible um what else do i have to tell you is uh please rate review uh, that really helps um i really appreciate when you guys do that and yeah it's, you know just as you know i uh, really appreciate you guys as usual i mean i don't know how old the podcast is now it must be a few years old so um so thanks um for always listening and um shout out to the patreon heads for um supporting me as well so uh, I'm thinking about doing maybe like a couple or relationship sort of true crime on the Patreon just as an extra bonus thing um so I'm going to be changing the Patreon around a little bit so I'm excited so if you want to sign up to that it's uh forward slash the shift podcast there's a bonus episode up there with Stephen Mullen which I'm just going to put out at some point over the holidays when I don't um have an episode recorded so but it's up there now if you want to see it earlier it was just a, a quick one while he was in town and then um next week's episode I'm going to put up on the Patreon now oh my god just realized I have to do that so I'm going to do that today um and that was with a reality star who she was in a reality show over here um and she just talked about that and dating so that'd be really fun um but for this episode um the and I, I when I say over here I mean um in America because sometimes I look at the listenership and a lot of you are in Ireland or the UK or Australia shout out to the Australians or sometimes I'll see like one person uh, listening in like a random country and I'm like oh thank you <laughs> um but yeah only random because it's just one person so I'm like I definitely don't think I have um a following out there so I really appreciate you to that one person in that 
random country thank you <laughs> but um so yeah what else do i have to tell you is um this episode is with d uh, Malumbi, um, so or Deirdre Malumbi, um, please make sure to follow her. She's uh, at Deirdre Malumbi on everything Twitter, uh, TikTok, um, and Instagram. Let me make sure her Instagram handle is that too. But I'm just reading what she wrote to me, so that should be right. Um, and yeah, make sure to follow her on everything. She's absolutely great. She writes a lot of really uh, amazing articles as well. Uh, so even if you just Google her, you'll be able to find her stuff. Uh, but um, she uh, has a, a lot of um, experience with writing about TV and movies. And so we decided to do, and she's been on before, but we decided to do this episode about um, Love is Blind. So uh, we just chat about that and kind of how it reflects uh, modern dating and kind of like, you know, like certain elements of seeing like these relationships that are fast tracked and like toxic relationships or or just yeah getting to see like full-on relationships on your tv you know because it's like a reality show um but yeah so we chatted about that uh and we're gonna do another episode and chat about too hot to handle so i don't know if you're watching that which i love i think oh and it's funny because too hot to handle because i follow up with a lot of the couples and i think it has had more of a success rate with like the couple staying together than love is blind correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm right um and it's kind of like the opposite it's not people going in looking for love they're going in just to have fun and then they leave with love so it's kind of like it's just funny to compare the two but we'll do it too hot to handle as well um and yeah if you have any advice you want discuss like I'd love to do a segment of just advice especially when I move into the studio um and ask the guests so please uh it's at Katie Bull Comic on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get to me and just DM me. Or also DM me your email and your hometown as well if you want to see a show. But um, but definitely for the podcast, if you have any advice or guests you'd like that you know are based... If they're not based in Ireland, that's fine. I can do it over Zoom. Um, like, and that's what me and uh, Dee did for this episode because she's based in Dublin. So um, so obviously the audio is not going to be perfect, but you guys know you're used to Zoom. Uh, but if there's any guests that you, you know, like... um um in new york city uh that you'd love to hear on let me know because especially now a studio i'm always like wary who to bring to the home i kind of want to have a relationship with before because like you know you don't want you don't i know like i just don't know i don't want to be like do you want to come to my home (laughs) so i'm uh i'm really excited and um i hope you all uh have a lovely a lovely holidays um and if you celebrate christmas i hope you have a lovely christmas if you celebrate something else if you celebrate hanukkah i hope you love your hanukkah or whatever you celebrate just so i hope you know and if you celebrate nothing if you're atheist and you're like i don't celebrate anything at all um that that's that's fine too uh just um relax and take a break because that's what this time is for it's that's the main thing it's for is spending time with whoever your family is if that's just friends or if that's just yourself if you're like oh i've got a few days off now and no one's gonna bother me i'm just gonna sit in and relax and watch movies that this is a time to recharge um god i can't believe it's just like it's nearly the new year's so it's wild so yeah so um i love you all and don't forget at uh deirdre malumbi so it's uh d-e-i-r-d-r-e-m-o-l-u-m-b-y 
and uh, please don't forget to uh, rate, review, tell your friends and um, yeah, and, and just double check our Instagram is also Deirdre Malumbi. So there you go. And again, if you just Google it, you'll be able to read all those articles. So uh, and I'll put a link to the article we talked about in the description of this episode. So yeah, okay, that was seven minutes introduction. So I'm not going to do an exit, but um, just wanted to say that I'm really grateful for you all. And uh, yeah, please enjoy the episode. Love you. Bye. Let's just start straight away. Uh, the listeners have, uh, you've been on before. You go by D or Deirdre? I kind of go by both, to be honest. Uh, Malumbi is usually the one that they struggle with the most. That's M-O-L-U-M-B-Y. But I'm, hap- I'm happy enough with D or Deirdre, depending on your preference. D is nice. D is friendlier, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you can, yeah, I guess Deirdre is like when you're like, I want to be, you know, the boss bitch or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Deirdre is a bit like, I uh, my husband Ivan sometimes goes Deirdre when he's annoyed at me yeah. at something or my mom calls me Deirdre so I associate it with being in trouble <laughs> absolutely no I, I I have no um I'm just Katie on my birth cert and so sometimes mm-hmm. people will joke being like Catherine and I'm like it's not my name so yeah. you might as well be calling me Penelope you know or they'll be like oh Kathleen or trying to figure it out I'm like it's just Katie so just Katie <laughs> um we talked about talking about love is blind um and so for anybody who hasn't uh, watched Love is Bind, it's basically just a marriage show because the whole point is that the contestants have to choose someone based off just having conversations through a wall. Um, that's kind of like promoted like, oh, it's this way of falling in love with the actual personality, which I call complete bullshit on that because it's like a two <laughs> ten day or two week immersive thing. And then they have to agree to get married to each other and then they have to get married within three months. So I think it's toxic as hell, but I like kind of like to watch it for that because you know, I don't date toxic men anymore. So it's exciting to watch a true reality shows. You know? Yeah. There's just I mean, very that's, I mean that's sort of the thing, I suppose, isn't it? Like these reality dating series they're all saying like it's all about finding love it's all about finding love but nowadays it's like yeah but how much more is it about like finding fame and all of this and all of these reality shows you know they do need a hook like um I'm sure people will be familiar with the likes of you know The Bachelor or Love Island where you know everybody's going around in like bikinis and gorgeous weather and you know having a bit of a chat and all um the violin would be a really popular one in ireland and the uk as well i'm not sure if as much in the us i know the us is all about the batter and all that but yeah there are all these shows now that are coming out with these different angles and i suppose the interesting thing about love is blind when it came out was um the first season launched on netflix during the pandemic and what it was sort of what was sort of interesting about it and what I think caught a lot of people's imagination was like what if this is dating in the future because we are living in this pandemic we do all have to like isolate away from each other so there was something a bit like reflective of reality in that whole idea of uh the first stage of the show where um the men and the women um that's another like problem with all of these shows by the way is like when are we going to see like you know some gay representation or alternative representation um but yeah the men and women are put into uh separate pods they're divided by a wall and they could only hear each other's voices so the whole idea is this is a pure way of falling in love you know falling in love with each other's personalities you can't actually see each other but because they were kind of in isolation it was like there's something kind of eerie and relatable about this form of dating right now yeah i guess so i, I yeah i do guess so i think though in reality you would have a 
it would be like let's talk for a few months and then potentially meet at five feet away in the pandemic <laughs> whereas for that these people it was let's talk for like two weeks and then get engaged so but yeah I know I totally understand where where and it was just like as well I think people are just uh finding it really hard to find long-term relationships so this was like a show that was like oh well if you just get to know the person's personality it like sides track like it like fast tracks it sorry is is the idea behind it but um but yeah you are right though I think like I didn't watch the first season so I'd imagine for the people going on the first season maybe there was an element of like oh maybe I'll meet somebody but anybody who goes on reality show it is to like get on and sell yoga pants on your Instagram at some (laughs) point like I don't uh think and like you you do follow up because you're like oh I hope it works out but it seems to be a lot of these relationships don't work out and I the article you sent so let's just like talk about the the last one the last love is blind is was super toxic Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the producers did a great job on like maybe back checking some of these people because I I that this is like the main thing gossip that I binge is like love is blind gossip. Um, but I know like with Brandon is one of the guys or Brandon, whatever. Then there was like a rap sheet that he had like gotten in trouble for assault before. And then the Mac guy is clearly very explosive, um, which, you know, I don't know. It's he needs like anger management classes and then the one couple that seemed like and you wrote in your thing that they were like oh great they seem like very mature and even though that they didn't get married which what I loved about Raven was she didn't like take it as a hit to her ego she still dated him you know she was like okay we're not ready for this but let's like grow our relationship properly and then it's come out that this guy had maybe been cheating the whole time or they don't know if it's like a if it's just a scandal but like the girl had receipts so it's just like uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really shows a lot of like toxic relationships. And yeah, the only couple that seemed redeemable uh, to me anyway, uh, it seems to has completely blown up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of a shame. And I mean, I suppose like what I was kind of um, arguing in that article was as much as love is blind, like the producers, the makers, the hosts of it are pertaining that this is like a pure form of dating you know where you know we're not seeing each other's faces we're just falling in love with each other's personalities that I think that a lot of the contemporary issues around dating and around male female relationships are still very much present in the show and I think in this season in particular it really really kind of came to the forefront um yeah it might be worth like talking like kind of deep diving on a couple of like the relationships in particular like what was interesting about um Raven and SK who ultimately didn't get married and then they did date for a time after the show but then they broke up because of you know um the the cheating and actually I saw that um I can't remember was it like on Instagram or TikTok that she like was you know showing the pictures and their conversations and stuff like that um but it was pretty like damning evidence um so I was, yeah, I was quite sad. Yeah, because obviously since I wrote that article, they did break up and that did come out. Uh, that was kind of a shame. But it was interesting even like how it was edited so that they were actually quite a dull couple at the start and they almost seemed too different. And then it was only in the later episodes that you can see why these two are actually quite mature and really connecting in their relationships. And even like the fact that we didn't see the kind of player, I suppose, side to SK that would have like been coming out in, you know, um, this 
girl who said that, you know, um, he was seeing her at the same time. Like that was a sight to SK we weren't seeing in Love is Blind at all. So it's just really interesting how the show is um, edited. And I remember even with Raven at the start, like it just seemed like her life was yoga, that she just did nothing but yoga. She had zero personality. And then um, and then you kind of grow to really like her. I just think that people really underestimate the power of editing and how producers are creating a story and how they're turning that story kind of on itself, changing it to a 180 degree angle as well. Um, I think yeah, people always underestimate that. Yeah, because with Raven, she did come across very, um, yeah, like she was just honored to be like a Pilates influencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was funny because I remember a lot of people like giving her hate when she was doing jumping jacks when Bartice was rambling on. But actually, in hindsight, then as I got to know Bartice as we we're watching it and for anyone listening, he was this player. He the his his. Uh, person that he chose to engage get engaged with he told her that he was actually still more attracted to Raven so and then he kept the whole time being like I don't know if I'm attracted to you but I still want to marry you so he just wasn't a great guy he's really immature uh, he had like he wore cross earrings that's enough said so um, <laughs> but he was like uh, kind of like emotionally dumping and for him he was like well I'm sharing and she's kind of like doing jump, jumping jacks and she's kind of but actually in hindsight like every date you go on in New York City anyway the men seem to emotionally dump or like trauma bond and it's like we're not therapists I'm not qualified to deal with that and it's kind of a lot and like I kind of think like now looking back I'm like really glad she was doing jumping jacks I'm really glad yeah. that she was like I'm not fucking listening to this this is too much and she was doing her own thing and I honestly think that that's like from now on if any like single woman in, in any city where these men are trying to trauma bond because they do that where they're like yeah I'm so I'm so emotional I'm such a dark past and you're kind of like fuck's sake I just can we talk about the weather for once so mm-hmm. just do jumping jacks so it is funny yeah. how like she, she seemed like a bit of a villain but then actually and then the way her she was very respectful to SK the whole time and she kind of took her time. And um, yeah, throughout the show, I feel like she really, her character changed or we got to see more of her. And even though that was like a, seemed like a dull relationship, that's like good. Like that's the thing too with these, with these like, oh, you get to talk to them. So it's not just about the looks. I mean, they're going to see how they look like in two weeks. So it is about the looks. And then secondly, it's they're more showing these intense relationships. So, and I think those ones burn out quicker like it's like let's talk to each other for two weeks let's get engaged let's get married love is blind and it's like no this is love is going to burn out because you're not given the time to actually get to know someone over the course of a couple of years so yeah yeah no it's a really I mean it's kind of a really interesting like experiment and just so interesting like I said from the perspective of seeing how men and women relate to each other not just in the contemporary era but when they come from uh, different backgrounds, different ages, I think actually made a huge difference yeah. in the show as much as they acted like the age difference like wasn't a thing. And it's interesting what you say about the emotional bombing thing, because I actually have a, a a relative of mine who recently broke up, broke up with her uh, fella because of that. And she herself is like an anxious person and she just felt like she was always taking care of him and she wasn't kind of being reciprocated with that. Um, so, I mean, as great as it kind of is in this day that men are more you know emotionally in touch with themselves they also kind of have to give a bit back and remember that and kind of be able to step out of themselves and kind of be there for someone else so that's kind of tricky as well um I love that you touched though on Bartiz and Nancy's relationship because they were like 
I I just felt so devastated for Nancy because they were so like doomed from the start. Like Barty's just kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And you could see like there was always some like some hesitation there's something holding back I'll never forget when they got those freaking permanent bracelets and I was like this is like the sign you know when there's like the ultimate this is not going to work out but I mean at least like from what it looked like with like the reunion episode and stuff like that it looked like that at least Bartise was like hopefully able to be a bit like self-reflective and hopefully he learns and grows from that I do also think that as angelic and perfect as Nancy was I almost feel like she shot herself in the foot a bit because she was so desperate to get married that she kept on ignoring all of these red flags and in the end like she was devastated she was told no at the altar but there were so many red flags so yeah sorry as I feel for her one of the things that I really came away from watching the series is it often is like a little bit on everyone's part obviously like you know there were certain relationships where like I think with Bartiz and Nancy like he was just like you said the fact that he said he was more attracted to Raven and there were other things like I think that um when they had kind of differing views on like abortion and stuff like that I think didn't he bring up that conversation like in front of his family or something that I thought that that was just totally inappropriate um, so there were there were kind of red flags like that that I just didn't like on his part at all so I would probably still slightly more blame him even though I think Nancy um should have maybe not been so kind of you know rose tinted glasses yeah Um, but definitely oh sorry no I was gonna say before because I have a few things a few things you said along the way uh, yeah you finish but I have I have three things to say so far to all of this no you go because I was actually going to move on to the next couple then so you go first yeah yeah wait wait okay So, so, cause you, firstly you mentioned about the male relationship or how men are. And I think that was a good point because when, for an example, Matt uh, was annoyed with his, his girlfriend, Colleen over a Cole conversation. So for the listeners, the Cole guy had said like, oh, actually you'd be my number one when they met up in real life. So they're already engaged to the people and she kind of flirted it off. And this, 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 her, her uh, fiance blew up, was so angry and then kept bringing it back up. And every time she tried to like talk to him about it, it was kind of like he kind of just argued with her. But it wasn't until he had the conversation with another man who was Cole and the way he spoke to him was totally different. He was like, oh, right. OK, well, that's what she said. He needed a man to confirm it, which I just thought was a very interesting point of like these how the guys talk to each other. Um, when it's just like, OK, you're taking the word of this, your guy friend and your fiance. Um, and that's just something I think in a lot of time when I've like an issue with men it's like why is it they'll listen to other men before women so I I just felt like a that was a good point and then the with the Bartise and the Nancy Nancy was so desperate to get married she was ignoring everything and she was like here I have everything to give you I have this money from reality of course we won't sign a prenup I'll do anything for you and it was it was just very desperate I was like girl get a fucking like have a bit of um, self-love and you know go for what you deserve like she was really kept dropping her standards for him just and like also as well was it because he was like good looking to her Um, so they were both in that element a bit vain because he wanted someone better looking and she was dropping her standards for someone she thought was really good looking and then the raven thing just to bring it back to the raven she was the opposite I felt of Nancy because she was so secure she and and the opposite of all of the all of the women in one way I guess maybe Alexa's a bit like this but the Raven girl was so secure that when the Bartice guy came to her and at the pool when they all got to meet their people they dated in the pods mm-hmm. but uh 
he's already engaged to Nancy he said like oh I actually like really think you're really attractive and basically implied like oh I wish I picked you and she was like well you didn't and that's it and I'm already uh, engaged instead of like it just showed how secure she was and that she didn't need her ego rubbed whereas like sometimes people would be like oh yeah really oh okay I'm like cute but she was kind of she just shot it down so I really think that also showed like a really secure a really secure person like I don't need this flirtation I don't need this drama I'm happy in the choice that I've made and yeah so just those are the few things I was thinking when you were saying that <laughs> no I'm really glad that you brought that up about uh Raven and Alexa because I I, I absolutely love those two girls. I love how, um, and I mean, this is what they say about uh, relationships. Like you're only really kind of ready to get into one when you learn to love yourself and when you feel confident in yourself. And that's what kind of attracts people um, to you. And I've just seen this happen over and over again. It, it, it seems counterintuitive that you should be, I think that so many people get caught up in their heads and they think that they need to, change or adapt and I'm not saying that you know once you're in a relationship that of course like you should make compromises and figure stuff out together but I think that before you're ready for a long-term relationship with someone you have to have confidence in yourself love yourself and know and understand who you are um and I just love Alexa and Raven for that um I just like they just came out as the heroines for me of this series um yeah because even yeah, because even Raven, she didn't like shit on SK. Like we don't really know the full details, but she didn't get out and be like, "Fuck him, fuck that." She was just kind of like, "All right, okay, well, you know, we've decided to part, and there's going to be some legal stuff." But I, I also felt like that was like she's good at keeping her private life private, which is so funny because it's a reality show. But we still yeah. love her. We're still following her. We're still like, you know, I'm there for the platies. I don't even do platies. Yeah. I'm like, I'll buy her yoga pants. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But uh, look, we have to talk about Zanab and Cole because that is one of the most toxic relationships yes. I have seen in TV in so, so long. And they're both like, you said fuck, so I can say fuck. Yeah. They're both completely fucked. Um, I think it's really wrong from what I've seen that the media uh, villainize Zanab so much because I actually think they're both just, ugh, I mean... They're, they're not bad people. They were just so ill-suited for one another. And they both have stuff to work on. Um, I think that I think that Zana needs counseling. Um, I love that she is so like she is also very sure of like herself and who she is, but she's also like incredibly insecure. Um, yes. I find it really interesting that especially, you know, that whole cuties conversation, which I've never heard of, by the way. Are they like meant to be little tangerines or something? I, guess I couldn't so, figure yeah. this out. We don't have this word in Ireland. No, what are no. cuties? Yeah. Please, <laughs> please email the show. Let us know yeah. what are cuties. Um, but uh, that, so basically both Zanab and Cole wanted that scene to be included in the edit. So they both requested it. And Zanab was so happy with the final product. And so was Cole because they were both con convinced of their own opinion and it, you can actually see exactly how each of them interpreted it because obviously you know we followed both of these guys for, for a whole season and how Cole saw it as like not a big deal and how Zana bred it as like there being a lot of passive aggression in that and how there had been like other times where like he'd asked about her eating and I don't know whether it was like Cole making a jab at her or whether it was her feeling like insecure about her figure like maybe it was a bit of both and I think that that was kind of 
yeah that was just one of the many exchanges between those two yeah. that I was like oh my gosh these two people are not meant to be together well Zainab as well she's uh she's she's so ra- ragingly insecure and for the listeners it, an example would be like so if you said to me like this is very Zainab let's say if you said oh I love that your hair looks nice or I love your hair down right now and me being secure and would just say yeah thank you so much but if I were Zainab I would walk away going oh so you don't like it when it's up do you know what I mean she she manages like I can't I could never be in a relationship with her because I'd imagine it's always walking on fucking eggshells until she is alone and does the work that she needs to do in therapy because she did turn everything he said into um into an insult which I don't think he meant he's just a fucking idiot I don't think he's like a, a gaslighter and even like he he should have never said the bipolar comment that was like stupid I don't know what he that was, was really fucked up yeah yeah but, but but when she when he was trying to do something nice oh okay so the whole time she complains that he's not doing anything and then he tries to do something nice like cook dinner and she's just like in there she takes over it was very like she very infantilized him and then she's mm. taking over and all of a sudden she's cooking, she's criticizing and then he's trying to be playful, which I know is annoying. Uh, but then she's like, and then she's pissed off and she's like, well, I thought you were making dinner for me. And it's like, bitch, you, you came in and took over. Like, just sit down, relax, let him cook the fucking dinner. And then like he's getting frustrated and saying these things and he shouldn't have said that. But he's not emotionally mature enough to realize that these are not things you should say. Like his emotional intelligence is is quite low. He's a young, goofy fucking needs a lot of growth. Um, mm-hmm. And then she is like so insecure and like to take over the dinner thing that time I was like and the cooties thing or whatever the fuck is called. Um, she totally interpreted it as a lose weight. But yeah, he but he was like I because so when she took out the two, I I interpreted it that he was thinking, oh, is one of them for me. Um, like, oh, you haven't both of them, you know, sort of way. So like it was two totally different. Pers- and then he's like, well, we're going to have a big steak. So, don't you know, and then she's like, well, you and it's just like, you, I don't know. I just feel like you could turn everything into a thing against you if you want to you know yeah I mean I do feel sad for Zana because I know myself that I like can get those spiraling thoughts and I have to like check myself and be like okay well maybe they didn't mean it that way um, yeah but you have to check yourself yeah. yeah, but but then I mean here I think the guy is total gobshite. But then to drag him down the aisle and he's doing this without his family don't want him to do it, and then all, yeah. she she does this fucking mad speech like oh it was just off the spur of the moment. No, it wasn't. That was rehearsed. And then all your mm-hmm. friends are clapping like to completely villainize him when yet they're when they're both it was a bad relationship. They're both toxic. Um, I know the guy is he's still like, you know he's 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 not great. Uh, but I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's uh, what's that word like conscious manipulative do you know I just think yeah. he's, he's a bit of an Egypt and I think she's uh, oh I don't know I I'd, oh, I wouldn't even want to be I felt like watching her was like what like reminded me of being around someone just walking on eggshells the whole time and it's not up mm-hmm. to your partner to always constantly um, you know and she could always and like the thing where you're saying your spiral but you could be like hey is this what you meant yeah. or you know you can, yeah. there's there's total ways you can do it and the person be like oh my god that's not at all and then they know you know she didn't really give him that chance to explain himself sometimes she was just very like yeah. critical and kind of like had a face on her yeah I don't know I didn't like either of them yeah I mean I suppose I just felt more sorry for Zana because what I could see on social media and stuff like people were really going at her and I kind of just felt very sad for her because I was like, this is clearly a girl who has issues. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like we heard about like her 
family background and everything you know the fact that she was an orphan and like my heart did pour out for her like she's obviously carrying a lot of um baggage from that and I do think of Zanab and Cole she is probably the one who actually does need therapy I think the thing about Cole is that he's just he's just a man child and I would I would find dating Cole would I would lose my freaking mind. Yeah, 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 I absolutely. could not go out with someone that immature. It would end I'm it. sure I, I'm sure that there are people out there who, you know, maybe they've gone out with like someone who's really serious and they're looking for someone who's just fun and wants to play. Like Cole is basically like a puppy dog. I mean, who, I like think it's, I doesn't think it's pick pedophilia. up after himself. Yeah. You know I, mean? I honestly am like, that's emotional <laughs> pedophilia. Okay. Cause this person is not on the emotional intelligence than anything yeah. older than an eight year old. Like, I'm sorry. And then, like, and the way we joke about the flies in the toilet and stuff like that on national TV. But, like, this mm. is your thing with Zainab. Obviously, there's an element of her that wanted to be on the reality show and she wanted to come across as the overcoming it by what she did at the wedding. And yeah, I, I get that she has a, needs a lot of work so no none of the none of these people should be attacking either of them on so like who the fuck yeah. that social media is crazy everybody who trolls are, are coming oh like how dare you have up made cole cry on uh on the after the altar whatever and it's like yeah sorry what's your life like do you know what i mean they think because um these people are in this reality show and the show doesn't really do anything to pre- protect them um and then uh and then they get teared down by like all these like millions of comments from people who are probably just living fucking shish- doing shittier things in their life. Like we don't know because their life's not. So it's just an interesting thing that people think they can go and comment these nasty things when there's no like there's no Zainab and Cole can't look at their lives and be like, well, you know, look at you making out with a dog in your profile picture. Do you know what I mean? They don't know. It's just <laughs> it's so easy for people to comment on things um, and get mad yeah. and. And, but yeah, but it, I mean, they're both killing it. I wouldn't feel too sorry for either of them. They're like half a million yeah. followers. You know, they they signed up for it. They At any point, Zainab could have walked away. And Cole too. Like, but that was the thing too. He really thought she was going to say yes. <laughs> I mean, the look yeah. of shock on his face. I was shocked that he really thought she was going to say yes. Because <laughs> they were just so, they would have never lasted. Like, they were just so ill-suited for one another I don't think I've ever seen a reality couple that has been so like just not made to work at all and I suppose like when they were dating and stuff in the pods it did seem very sweet and she was a bit calmer and he was a bit more mature and it did seem like a good match and then you know I suppose that mini moon setup thing that they do that's when they really kind of started showing their true colors and again I suppose this is why I said why I was talking in the article about it being so reflective of contemporary dating because even though it's a different setup being in the pods and not seeing each other like you know in modern dating we're obviously there is the attraction first it's the profile picture blah 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 but then you know it's texts it's facetime it's stuff like that it is only when you guys you know when men and women um or women and women and men and men kind of start to see each other and actually like interact that they really kind of get to know one another and i mean there isn't really an alternative yet maybe there will be eventually to kind of get to the root of who someone is quicker but i suppose that is what this show was trying to do but yeah. ultimately it shows, I suppose this shows shows that 
there is still a bit of a performance even in the initial stages of getting to know each other no matter what. Absolutely. No, no. And I think you're right about so there's the voice messages, there's text messages, there's the phone call or the FaceTime or whatever you do before you meet up. So you've already built up a picture of that person. So when you do meet up in real life, you so there's already a narrative there. There's already there's already a behind a a pre relationship, let's say, um, before you meet up. So you already have a picture of this person. You're imagining it a certain way instead of just like when you bump into someone in a bar and you're talking to them and you get to know them, then there's no there's no nothing pre-designed in your head mm-hmm. um I I think if anything the show shows us and I think if anything this this style of like uh try I, I don't think people should get to know each other via text message or voice message or whatever I, I think it should be like let's meet up for tea and then leave it at that or go out for a drink and then wait until you go out um because yeah I just think and then it's also like you run out of things to talk you talk so much on the phone or the tech like voice messaging or texting by the time you meet up it's like well, we've already talked about everything um, and I think it just makes everything so intense. And I think what the show has proven to me <laughs> um, and what these intense is relationships is there is no way to get to know someone quicker. It's just time. I don't know why everybody's in a fucking rush. Like just take like yeah. and, that, and that the show is trying to the show is trying to prove that you can get to know someone quickly and it work and it can work out. But yet they all they all fail. All these relationships fail. And a year later, when the show is finally found and they've either they're not dating or it didn't work out like and I'm going from the last two seasons because uh, I don't think any of them stayed together and now this season as no, well season two they all broke off <laughs> yeah so it's like it's yeah like, of course oh. when, they, when they got to know each other and it's also like if you want to be with someone for 20 if you're like looking for a long-term monogamous relationship like 20 30 years 40 years whatever the fuck we're gonna live to um you don't want to burn out through everything in the first few months like it's nice to take your time and get to know like with my boyfriend it was the first relationship where it wasn't trauma bonding or emotionally dumping um oh there's his arm um <laughs> it wasn't like uh telling me all of his childhood tra- trauma in the first few months and I mm. thought that was kind of like I kept kind of waiting for it and it's just like no let's just get to know each other and have fun and be like friends who are in a relation you know and I'm like oh okay mm. um oh fucking Alexis talking now as well um but yeah, and we'll see with like the Alexa and Brandon stuff and all of that. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have much faith for any of these. And then yeah. Matt and Colleen, oh god. I mean, I was reading about the Brennan thing today because I actually didn't realize until I was researching for this podcast today, and I was like, oh dear, I don't know how they're going to get through that one. So we'll see. Is it? Um, a, is it just assault at a bar, like fisticuffs? No, or is it, it sounds like a woman. It's, so from what I've heard, it's a domestic assault. And okay. now I only read this off the one side, but apparently he like pushed her against the wall. She was unconscious. He was like slapping her when she woke up. Now, this is just like the particular website I read. Um, I was kind of reading a few other things at the same time, but I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, So I don't know. Now, this is literally like at the time of recording, like just come out. So we'll see what happens there. Um, One of the things I wanted to touch on, actually, about what you were talking about um, before we move on to Colleen and Matt is one of the things I'd love to see more on this, these dating reality series. And this is what frustrates me, right? They say that love is blind. Literally don't cast anyone unattractive. Everyone is attractive on some level. Um, And they do that a lot with these shows. Like there's that one, whatchamacallit, Sexy Beast, where they dress up as animals and then the big reveal is oh they were attractive anyway so it's kind of bullshit if you ask me I think that they need to start casting okay I'm not saying that necessarily they need to go unattractive but 
go for more mature participants, go for people in their 30s, 40s who are actually looking to get married because it's the contestants like, you know, Nancy or like, um, you know, there are two couples who got married in the first season, uh, Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Matthew, who were actually like a bit older and more mature and ready for marriage. What is the point in having like a reality dating series where the finale is marriage where like they're freaking people in their like young uh sorry in their early 20s like obviously as much as Bartise was making out that oh I'm more mature than my friends blah 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 yeah maybe you are more emotionally mature and self-aware you're still like 20 something and you're not going to be thinking about or ready for a marriage you're going to constantly have this self-doubt and I actually think that that is ultimately what did make him say no at the altar in the end so I just, I suppose I'm a bit frustrated and maybe it's because I'm in my 30s myself, but like if you really are trying to help people find love and marriage, those are the kind of people you should be looking at. So, And those people know each other themselves more so it is actually uh, because yeah you know I feel like older people um you know and not like like but you know I mean people who are in their late 30s that I've always known that have gotten a relationship have gotten married quickly had quicker quicker and had kids quicker and are still in a relationship because I think they just know themselves they know what they want so there's no bullshit whereas um I don't so maybe that would benefit for them even more that kind of intense because they're like this is what I want this is what I need this is like do you know what I mean there's no and then if you're not feeling that they go see on to the next one you know instead of Nancy being like well I guess I can just throw away all my self-respect yeah no I totally agree because like you do see that um like me and my husband are kind of like a very rare you know case among my friends that like we've been um together for I want to say 13 years, even I've lost track. Um, So we were kind of childhood sweethearts. But, you know, there were other people who were coming in and out of relationships at the time. And, um, you know, I have some friends who've been together with their other halves for kind of, you know, um, say a couple of years or maybe, you know, three years. And they're kind of starting to get engaged now and then I have other friends who are kind of just starting to see people but I wouldn't be surprised if you know those relationships are kind of so well matched that they could end up you know getting engaged and married in six months and I think that at our age that would be considered kind of more normal than you know if it was in our 20s um you do I think it is exactly like you said it's because you know yourself so well and you know exactly what it is you're looking for in a partner um and I think it's just kind of a shame that's not reflected in TV. Um, maybe it's not entertaining enough to watch. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I would love that. I'm so like, you know, when it's like a, a show where they're just happy and it's working out, like with SK yeah. <laughs> and her, I was like, this is lovely. This is perfect. Um, I was I wanted to see more of them. But I guess, yeah, you're right. People like the drama and that's why it's like I call bullshit on this show being like we're trying to show a real no you're trying to do an experiment that's going to completely be like mental and people are going to watch it and that's why people watch it yeah I just think it's so crazy that like the well especially like Bartise and Cole were guilty for this talking about like how other women were more attractive than their fiancés and I'm like hello yeah that was crazy are you kidding me that is another point in Zainab's favor because because she was uh so is it Zainab or Zanab? 
I'm not a hundred percent. I feel like I heard different pronunciations. You say that one and I say this one and then that way we're both covered. Um, (laughs) And she's absolutely a gorgeous girl. That's the thing too. It's like kind of like, oh, that I always feel like hit my head against the wall when I, when I hear someone feels, see someone being so insecure and you're like, you are, you're, you're perfect. But like, I mean, that's, she just needs to do the work and it could be, you know, feel, you know, all that stuff from her childhood. But, um, but he, when when he did that that's when that started to unravel for her uh and like i can't like he called her an eight but like the other girl a ten. like you're insane oh my god my boyfriend oh. tells me i'm the most beautiful girl in the world we both know that's not true but he better not fucking say anything else <laughs> you know yeah yeah he was he was such an idiot like as well as being immature he was just he was just a bit thick to be honest and, but that's so many men who did that bartice did that in the last place it was um gp's guy did that um and uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's like you're also on a reality show. Do you not even think that's why I'm like, are they not even emotionally intelligent to see like how bad that looks? Like, oh, oh my gosh, such a mess. Yeah, yeah. And then like Colleen and Matt, he's the one that needs to go to therapy. Like he's he scary. clearly has um, baggage from his ex-wife, and I I wish him and Colleen the best. I was reading. Um, since that reunion because I know a lot of people were saying that like Matt looked very protective and Colleen looked terrified during that reunion apparently this is from what I've read now she was terrified of that pool clip being shown because like her and Zanab are so close and she just didn't want to kind of affect her relationship with her um which I can kind of understand you know um so apparently it was that it's not that Colleen is afraid of Matt um but I do think for that relationship to relationship to last he needs therapy because I mean the fact that he was losing it at her going out with her friends mm-hmm. um and I'm sorry but I do think he overreacted to the conversation between her and Cole I mean look it was a bit of flirting she realized afterwards that it was wrong didn't do anything since that should be the end of it I think that he blew it up into such a bigger thing than it needed to be and it's also scary for her because if he blows up like that in the relationship on something like this, she's not going to feel comfortable to ever talk about other stuff or other mistakes, you know, and he's setting a, he's setting a relationship up where, hey, if you do anything wrong and you tell me about it, I'm going to blow up and punch punch walls. Whereas really, it should have been like, yeah, I'm really upset by this and I do feel hurt and I do feel a bit like you know insecure now and like how do you feel about me but I'm glad you came and told me I'm glad there was no lies like she she went to him like that was that should have been like Mm -hmm. oh this is so great that you I know now there'll be no secrets between us and you're not gonna hide shit from me so yeah yeah this is this is gonna kick us out do we have anything else should I do another one or do we have anything else to talk about with love is blind or do you think this is enough um it's up to you we have kind of gone through all the couples Right. Um. Yeah, I think I think I think that's good. I'll I'll find Thank us another so reality show to oh talk about yes. all the messy relationships. I love I it. Love... I love the gossip. Oh, <laughs> do you want to watch the next Too Hot to Handle? It's start. It's on there. <gasps> okay, we yes. should watch that. Thank you so much for doing this. You're the best. It's so great to see you. Maybe I'll see you in Dublin um at Christmas if you're around. Oh, fabulous! Yeah, I'd absolutely love that. Brilliant. Okay, great. Okay, see you soon. Thanks. Thanks so much, Katie. Bye. Bye.